we're live now. Hi everyone, welcome to Cybersecurity Career Talks, where cybersecurity experts from around the globe help others with their journey. I have with me three IT security, IT application security experts, and they are. One sec. Hi everyone, welcome to Cybersecurity Career Talks, where cybersecurity experts from around the globe help others with their journey. I have with me three. I have with me three IT. Yani Lofer, we are online. We, yeah, okay. We are All live right. now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I will uh, introduce. We have Katie Anton on the uh, on the talk today from Bristol, UK, and uh, she is a well-known and in-demand uh, speaker at uh, developer as well as secure uh, at uh, as well as security conferences. She leads the OWASP Proactive Controls Project, which uh, which um, lists uh, uh, mentions a list of required controls required for every software pro uh, project. And from Del uh, from uh, um, uh, Bangalore, India, we have uh, Vandana Varma. She is on the global board of OWASP. In addition to um, having spoken at the global uh, OWASP conference in DC, uh, she has 14 years of experience in application security as well as infrastructure and DevSecOps. And we have from the city state of Singapore, Mohal Niel Nadu, who is a security artist. He has 20 years of experience with IT as well as IT security. And he has um, helped uh, secure banking, insurance, manufacturing, retail, and telecom industries. Uh, but before we proceed, I will go through and read a disclaimer. The views expressed in this presentation and during the session are personal opinions of the participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of their respective employers. This discussion is a volunteer-led effort to contribute to the profession and pay forward the many kindnesses and instances of support and guidance the participants have received in the course of their career. And... Okay, so this is our agenda. This is our agenda for today. And we are going to talk about what an overview of application security. We're going to talk about the various roles, the career paths, and the education experience and certifications required and uh, tips for newcomers to the field. So uh, Katie, can you start with the overview of application security? And then Vandana and Mohan can join in. Okay, so um, the application security is actually uh, a new domain and it's, a, it's about ensuring that the software that we produce is in, produced in a more secure manner. So this is the entire, uh, and this uh, encompasses the entire domain of the application security. Um, Initially, it started with thinking that we need to find vulnerabilities and fix them. And that was the, at the beginning. But now we are actually expanding this uh, domain to include also things like uh, design architecture and including roles like, for example, software security architect and including uh, thinking of security in the design stages, threat modeling being an example. And then continuing with finding bug fixes, uh, fixing them, and then enhancing the security of the software during development and continuing with the security due after the software has been deployed in production. So this would be in a nutshell about what is the application security today. Thanks. And uh, Mohan and 
do you have anything to add yeah sure so application security has evolved uh, quite a lot uh, you know uh, similar to application development so we have seen a waterfall model where the projects used to be delivered in few years time uh, you know in uh, 80s and 90s uh, but now it has changed now it is uh, you know uh, the features are being deployed in production in, in a matter of uh, weeks or, or some months uh, you know it, the application security also has uh, uh, basically tailored its delivery to suit uh, you know the new way of uh, application development so yeah things have changed over a period of time and it will continue to evolve as we see new technologies uh, new frameworks new ways of working like uh, you know in in the ways uh, in which we deploy our applications like containers and so on so application security as kt rightly said uh, you know it's it's all about uh, deploying systems in a secure manner in the production uh, so at the same time we need to look at uh, you know the other stages of uh, application security uh, you know uh, life cycle so starting with requirements design uh, then uh, implementation and eventually uh, you know testing and deployment so application security has a role in all these different phases of uh, you know application development thank you and vandana yeah to add on to what uh, katie and mohan said it's actually a process of making uh, applications more secure because uh, all the organizations we have seen that they are all going digital so all the applications are online but making sure they are secure from the very first phase when even the thought comes into picture uh, where we want an application to be on the internet so from there on till the end when the application goes live embedding security to it is called uh, application security and uh, it, it can also be called as using uh, uh, that when we are using a software securing that is also application security it has various forms and making sure, sure we are baking the security in it and it's not an afterthought perfect thank you so much and now about like common application security roles so kt can you take like uh, a few of them and discuss what they are and uh, what kind of like uh, are they entry level roles or are they uh, something where uh, somebody needs to have like a much more couple of years of experience uh yes so uh probably the first one will more of an entry role would be uh, a security analyst and this is about um ensuring that um the application is performed as it's supposed to be and the areas of a security analyst it's about uh, exposing weak points once the application is deployed uh, prevention incident response uh, computer forensics um, so the security analyst is more about the attack why well the security engineer it's more about the defense so this would be the people that if a system is under attack what are the um controls to be put in place in order to make it more robust and that's where a security engineer would be and then we have this uh devsecops which is basically the combination of the two but in a more continuous dynamic manner and this would be for those organizations where the automation is a realistic uh, approach and it's currently in place where you actually have this feedback of attack and defense uh, more closely related another one uh, that like i said this kind of new is this application security architect so in the past uh, we started thinking of the security primarily with pen testing and this is what was included uh, um to uh, to analyze if a software is secure or not uh, just a pen test probably once a year and that was about it then we started adding some um, uh, embedding more security controls into the software development cycle and now there is this 
um, more and more companies are actually looking to embed the security from the beginning and what is required not only to fix flaws, but also how you should design, how you should architect the system, what should be con can taken into account in order to have this holistic approach of the application security. Thank you, Katie. And uh, Mohan, uh, for like a security analyst, what kind of experience uh, would a person need to have? How many years? And uh, before they can become a security analyst, uh, do they need to have experience in programming and uh, can you because that is one of the questions that has come up sure yeah so uh, any task you know uh, that we see in, in that list uh, would be benefited or one can do justice to those roles if uh, one has uh, a development experience or at least a testing uh, you know software testing experience so they can deliver more better that doesn't mean uh, you know there is no chance for others you know new newcomers it it is never the uh, case like that so i have seen many freshers uh, just out of college uh, you know when they apply and when they get selected uh, out of security analyst uh, you know what we uh, as organization look for is the passion for security uh, passion for application uh, uh, breaking the application or identifying uh, security flaws in applications so uh, uh, you may have uh, application development or testing experience that will just add on to it. But if you don't have, that doesn't mean you should get uh, you know discouraged. You can always uh, pick it up. Uh, you know some of these items on the way. You know while you are on the job. So uh, so yes, uh, if you come up with uh, you know some experience in the in the you know uh, in your bag. Uh, with regard to either uh, network management or application software development or any devops kind of all these uh, you know uh, uh, you know these experiences basically help you to mature and deliver better uh, but that doesn't mean uh, you know a fresher cannot come he or she can definitely come and contribute what you need is basically the passion for uh, you know uh, understanding and delivering uh, what the job requires Sure, sure. Thank you so much. So basically, this I think is a perfect transition for people who worked a couple of years in um, application development, application architecture, or architecting applications, or any kind of uh, uh, dev or ops uh, uh, experience, or like uh, around uh, programming, right? Around applications. Uh, Vandana, do can you chime in a little bit? Sure. So uh, as Mohan said that uh, if you have experience in programming, it's good. But if you don't have experience in programming, that's also fine because you can learn all the uh, on the go. Uh, I'll talk about me. Uh, I started off as a SOC analyst. SOC analyst is more of a network security position, wherein I was handling uh, incidents for an organization, uh, doing the vulnerability management. But when we talk about application security, it was more of a separate domain altogether. Even though security is, we say that it's a graded line or shaded line everywhere. Um, as I moved to my next company, I, I was asked to take up this role. Uh, first, I was thinking that where to start off. So I started off uh, with the right set of tools and technologies. Like I would say that I started off with OWASP testing guide. I started understanding that. So a person who doesn't know the programming can also chime in and on the go, they can learn they can transition but yes the people who are part of development who are part of operations who know that this is how the process is working out who is part of qa or testing they can easily transition like uh, it's just that they know the uh, they know they have understanding of development and operation or uh, testing we're just bringing up their knowledge with security embedded to it thank you that is that is really helpful um, uh, let, let me get my example, probably. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, I'm a chemical engineer, by the way. Okay, I did my MBA, nothing to do with security, right? Uh, I did my MS in e-commerce. Okay, again, nothing to do with uh, application security. Uh, but I, I, I used to like hacking, hacking in the sense, uh, you know, getting into the uh, device drivers. And as part of my job, eventually, I was supposed to write kernels and, uh, you know, device drivers. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was asked to join a company uh, 
in Bangalore, uh, Infosys, I was into R&D, research and development in application security. And I, I knew uh, only the basics of uh, how the Android or Linux works. And then I built my knowledge on top of that. I basically added, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, some bits here and there from Android, uh, how Android works. And then I built uh, how Android should be secured or applications developed in Android should be secured. And then, uh, you know, once I understand, understood the uh, uh, application security in Android uh, platform, I moved to iOS. And then once the mobile application security was uh, conquered, I moved to the web application. And that's how, you know, uh, on the job, I basically picked up things and uh, started delivering. And uh, yeah, so my experience in uh, earlier uh, programming did help me there. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, go ahead, Vandana. You wanted to share. I was something. just saying that uh, you should have uh, the zeal to learn something and you would be able to learn. Absolutely. There's nothing impossible. And especially uh, security is a necessity for everyone. The, we, we are progressing digitally. So it's going to add on to your profile. Uh, finding the right set of people, the right set of mentors and the uh, content, you can actually easily get into this field. Okay. okay. All right. Now coming to what does the life um, of an EPSEC like developer consultant or DevSecOps consultant looks like? So what do you what would you do on a daily basis? Uh, and can you just give us a feel for the different roles that uh, all three of you do? Yeah, let me start on this. Uh, so DevSecOps is a you know recent. Uh, uh, development in uh, application security as such, you know, and it's a very specialized area. Uh, the life of a Dev DevSecOps consultant or DevSecOps engineer or DevSecOps analyst is, uh, uh, it revolves around those three major bullets there, you know. The, um, uh, if, if your organization is just starting, uh, you know, uh, in the DevSecOps journey, then probably you may be involved in uh, identifying what tracks you want to actually uh, get into. So there are multiple tracks like uh, static application security testing, where we have, uh, you know, uh, 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 tools like uh, check marks, where KT comes from. We have Fortify, Nexus Lifecycle, sorry, um, Synopsys, uh, and uh, there are a lot of uh, open source uh, tools. You know, so that is, uh, you know, the static application security testing. Basically, it looks at source code, identifies vulnerabilities, and uh, you know gives you the severity of those, how easy and how critical are those vulnerabilities. And then you have dynamic application security testing where you have, uh, you know, uh, uh, you have your application running in some environment. It can be, uh, you know, uh, UAT or staging environment. And you want to basically uh, uh, try these different tools, tools like uh, you have a lot of tools there, you know, uh, I, Fortify has uh, WebInspect, Burp Suite is there, open source, OWASP, uh, Zap tool is there. That's one of the popular ones. And there are many such tools. So what these do is they basically mimic as if, uh, you know, a hacker is trying to hack. So uh, there are a lot of specialized areas within the, you know, dynamic application security testing. So they have this set of uh, test cases, which basically they bombard on the target application. And then, uh, you know, uh, if those attacks are successful, it basically gives you a list of vulnerabilities. Then you have uh, software composition analysis or open source software security, where you basically look at, uh, hey, I may be developing my code, but I'm using a lot of libraries, right? Open source libraries. And those, vulnerable, uh, th those libraries can be vulnerable as well. So uh, these uh, software composition analysis uh, tools basically give you uh, the vulnerabilities present in your open source libraries. Because what we have seen is, uh, as time passes, uh, the code that we are developing, the custom code, is actually getting uh, lesser and lesser in terms of percentages. Currently, it's around roughly, uh, you know, 30 to 40 percent is what we write, and remaining uh, 60 to 70 percent uh, of the code comes from these open source libraries. So uh, it's important to understand what uh, security posture we have at, uh, you know, the 60 to 70 percent of uh, the libraries that we are using. And then uh, in, in the container security, which is the, uh, you know, latest uh, way of deployment and, uh, you know, hosting your applications, unlike uh, traditional uh, servers. 
uh, in, in here as well, uh, you know, when you construct a Docker image, for example, uh, that Docker image itself has a basic OS layer. And then on top of that, there are multiple uh, different layers based on how you have constructed your uh, container. So it's important to know, hey, uh, you know, given my application is uh, residing in, in, uh, at the top of the uh, whole container stack, uh, at the below, what, are, what is my security posture? You know, uh, what layers are actually contributing to various vulnerabilities? And if, if they have, then uh, I should be knowing, you know, how easy or how difficult to uh, move those or fix those uh, vulnerabilities, uh, you know, uh, out of the, the system. So these are primarily, uh, you know, few areas where, uh, you know, uh, companies would actually try to get in. So as a DevSecOps consultant, your job could be identifying a tool. Maybe you may be involved in eva evaluation of those technologies, you know, so you may uh, work with vendors, get their products, uh, you know, try them out, evaluate, and then probably rank it. And then you may suggest the organization to uh, you know, go for a right set of tools based on the organization needs and uh, organization's, uh, you know, uh, technology landscape. So that's about, uh, you know, the technology selection. Uh, maybe. Sure, uh, sure. Thank you. Thank you, Mohan. Uh, this, this really sounds exciting because now you get to try out and test different kinds of tools and decide something that is going to be good for your uh, organization based on your requirements. Uh, Vandana, yes. can you please chime in? Sure. So um, now when we talk about application security, it's in different phases. It starts with the planning. When we talk about planning, there are multiple things a person does because an application security person might be donning multiple hats. So in planning phase, uh, we try and do uh, threat modeling or risk analysis of the application and try and figure out whether it's a high severity application if something happens. So how much risk would that application would be pauses, uh, pausing or if there is a new feature which is coming in, uh, how much risk that will pause to an application. Uh, then uh, architecture, architecture and designing review. Because uh, a lot of times we hear that we don't do, uh, companies say that we don't do design review. And if we are not doing proper design review, then the flaws will come at the later stage. So architecting and designing secure apps uh, actually um, puts a person, an organization into, uh, uh, into a side wherein more of positive towards security. And when we talk about code and building, code and building is, uh, is not just a, a developer job. It's a security researcher also has to chime in wherein security researcher has to provide inputs on how to securely develop an app. If I am writing a code, how can I embed security to that code? It's actually when a shift left, uh, shift left strategy comes into picture. Uh, it's also called as um, secure as code, wherein the code, when we are developing, we are using IAST tool like um, uh, or um, RAST or there are many other technologies that we use into picture. We use secure code reviews uh, tools. Uh, we use interactive tools for the developers. Like uh, Mohan highlighted some of them wherein developers use the tools themselves and find the bugs and fix them. Uh, getting real-time feedback from the procedure uh, on the vulnerability that's there in the code. And once we have fixed that, it comes the testing part. Uh, in, in the previous years, uh, when I started off, we were only uh, doing the application testing. Once the application in a, is in QA or in the testing phase, then the organizations were testing that it's going to look like uh, in the production, so we should only test that. But now the culture has changed. We are uh, maturing. People are also being educated on it. So uh, in the testing phase, now we know that the code is secure some at a certain level to a certain extent. Uh, we are providing certain test cases. It could be um, it could be in the form of uh, uh, secure test cases written in Selenium. Uh, so he uh, Mohan highlighted Zap. Zap is a proxy which you can integrate uh, with uh, Selenium or any other ID tool and you start running those, those test cases and OWASP Zap has like wonderful test cases for securely testing an application. So you can use that. Then comes production, which is more of an uh, uh, more of secure operations that we need, wherein release, deployment, uh, decommissioning, all of that comes into picture. And there we are monitoring our applications which are live. 
and then on then also we are testing them we are maintaining it if there's a bug comes up uh, we are checking that apart from that we are also monitoring it there must be uh, some uh, detection of an uh, attack so we are trying to mitigate it if something happens to our website we are trying to recover so there are multiple phases have been associated with uh, the whole devsecops model that's there another important aspect that organizations have started uh, associating with devsecops model is training training uh, the developers training the testers and creating champions so that's also a role of a, a devsecops professional or security professional to train other people so that they can become champions and can take the knowledge further we can save uh, time and resources and many more things the way we have heard that if we fix a bug early it cost us less and if we fi uh, fix a bug in production it will cost way too much maybe 10 times maybe 20 times more sure sure thanks um, let's go to the next one like mohan what are like what does a typical career path look like because we got like people asking us uh, like what like what uh, if if somebody's a newcomer or somebody's fresh out of uh, college um what would their journey look like or uh, and um, if you can talk about like a typical career path yeah sure so yeah as as we rightly put there in the slide uh, you may start with if you have a developer uh, or development or testing experience you may start with a entry level roles where uh, you may be asked to develop something or uh, you know test something but if you're directly uh, and then probably people would move eventually within the organization uh, from development or testing to security you know based on their passion uh, or there may be cases where people have already done some education or some certification uh, while they are in college and uh, in, in terms of security and then they are joining the organization as a fresher in uh, security so let me talk about application security so you you may have as we listed the, those roles there you know you may join as an analyst or uh, an engineer uh, application security engineer and eventually uh, you know once you have some experience uh, working in different aspects of uh, application security you move to be a consultant you know where uh, you may uh, work independently or you may have uh, one or two or four people working under you based on your organization so once you uh, become a consultant basically uh, you know you you eventually start uh, delivering uh, you know services uh, either as you know as an individual or uh, as a team now those services pertain to appsec consulting that means developers may come in and uh, give you the issues related to uh, you know uh, their uh, uh, application security related challenges uh, one you know example could be hey uh, which algorithm should i use for encryption you know uh, i'm i'm having this uh, challenge here so this uh, application security consultant can actually uh, understand what the requirement is what is the application security standard says and then it will uh, you know the he or she will actually try to balance and give a, a, a secure algorithm recommendation uh, there could be other cases like uh, you know the, uh, the development team has actually uh, done the scanning uh, through some tools and uh, they want to fix it but uh, since they do not have the right expertise they may come to you so as a application security consultant you may have to understand uh, you know the uh, the programming language the platform as well as uh, what different security controls uh, uh, you know that application has in the production and based on that you need to look at uh, you know uh, the mitigation strategy now the mitigation strategy uh, uh you know by books it may tell okay this is the mitigation strategy for uh, cross site scripting uh, it, it's a one of the vulnerabilities or a sql injection it's again uh, another type of application vulnerability now uh, the recommendation can vary based on uh, the programming language based on what platform it is running on uh, it it may also based on uh, what other controls you have you know like application uh, web application firewall that may be uh, facing uh, you know uh, uh, before the application so as a consultant you basically understand the challenge understand uh, what are the uh, different aspects of uh, the application uh, where it is hosted and then you give a recommendation so as a application uh, security architect uh, you may be asked to i mean this is a senior role right so you you started with a security uh, engineer then you become a consultant and then eventually you you have become uh, say architect in in that case 
you basically uh, uh, guide developers uh, you know when they are starting a new project or starting a major enhancement so in that case you may look at their requirements and then guide them uh, you know how to uh, add security in those requirements so once they come up with their design uh, you know they you may guide them in terms of possible uh, uh, you know uh, threats that design um, may have exposed so you may start from one area and just go on all the design requirements and embed uh, the design there so that's basically the role of application security architect so uh, and this way uh, you know if if you prefer uh, managing people then you may move to application security manager role eventually and then uh, you know uh, that way you basically increase uh, your position uh, you know in the overall organizational hierarchy uh mohan i have a question which is sure. asking for it's from shripati and she, uh, and the question is that uh, what kind of lateral movement so can people from other infosec domains uh, transition to an appsec career if that is something that they like to do oh sure uh, hi shripati uh, yes it is possible uh, you know uh, i have seen many so far in my life uh, uh, you know people from audit uh, they have moved to application security again based on their uh, you know um, passion towards application security i have seen people from uh, sock or tark uh, you know uh, from there they have started uh, enjoying hacking and then they moved uh, you know to application security domain i have seen uh, enterprise architects you know who are passionate about uh, application security and they have moved to application security architect you know so these uh, transitions are always possible and my uh, biggest suggestion to all those who are already into the organization and move towards uh, or join uh, the application security domain uh, the route uh, you, you have already conquered 50% of your obstacles right you are already in the organization so what you need to do is uh, un- understand hey uh, who are those key stakeholders in that domain where you want to go identify uh, what kind of work they do you know and spend some spare time uh, to understand uh, those roles understand uh, you know how you can actually bridge that gap between what where you are and where you want to be you know in delivering those application security related roles and then uh, you can take up certifications you can take up uh, you know online classes you you can uh, you know uh, start uh, attending the meetups related to application security and uh, thus you ba- basically try to bridge the gap and then once you think you are comfortable then you can approach the organization uh, stakeholders and then say hey i am interested in this this is what i have done and uh, if you prefer i i would like to go through normal formal uh, you know internal uh, uh, interview process or internal uh, transition process so that i can get into application security and uh, one thing i have uh, noticed uh, very strikingly is in the infosec industry as such people never say no you know for any of these initiatives they always encourage you look at application security or any other information security related events meetups or gatherings or conferences nobody discourages this is only industry where i have seen people actually encouraging uh, freshers and other uh, domain uh, people to join because we know uh, you know what we uh, are going through we need more people so more the better basically so we basically try to uh, you know help people who are uh, you know in in the transitioning uh, mode actually Sure. Thank you so much. And uh, Katie, can you can you speak about this? How to launch a appsec career? Like we're talking about education, education, and uh, uh, other skills required. So if you can talk to suppose somebody is uh, is say uh, transitioning from uh, any aspect of IT or other areas in security, what what yeah, are yeah. the things required? So uh, when it comes to the education, the reality is that uh, other, uh, in universities, uh, the security of the software is not taught there yet. Uh, and there are many universities, including top university in the US and the Russell Group in UK, for example. So this is not a domain yet. So we can't expect people to ask for a certain degree when that doesn't uh exist basically so the best people that are actually su- successful in this career is the people that have 
an interest in solving problems because at the end of the day, the hackers are don't are not with uh, master or they are people that are looking at the system and they are trying to solve the problem of breaking that system. And this is what it's all about. So if, for example, um, I have a tester that uh, she absolutely loved to break systems. That's what she loved. And then she discovered that can actually be paid to break system. So if this is something that you love doing, then there is a domain for you. If you like to defend uh, and you want to think about how can I uh, provide a better defense for the software that I actually produce, then that's another uh, domain for you. And then from there, you can actually, once you discover what's your passion and what are you good at and what, uh, and you have the problem skills uh, uh, for this type of job, then you can actually start gaining expertise in some of those. And it can be like, uh, you can either go from the software development or some people come from uh, information technology and some others are coming from security. So there are more ways at the moment that you can actually come from in order to get into this application security. And but ultimately is to do what you like to do because that's when you are going to be successful if you love what you are doing. And then you can uh, go into the uh, certifications for your specific domain in order to have that confirmation that, yeah, I know what I'm doing and I'm pretty good at it. Sure, thank you. And Vandana, can you chime into this? Sure. So uh, for me, I would say AppSec career is more of a jigsaw puzzle, which you're trying to solve because there are so many things in it and you're trying to solve. Um, so it's like a step-by-step -step procedure. If I am a student and I want to uh, get started with application security, uh, what I would first do is that GitHub has a student pack. Uh, you can uh, build your own app, uh, uh, like you can add vulnerabilities to it, fix the vulnerabilities. It's like a complete pack and uh, it does amazing things for students. It provides domain uh, accounts and so servers, so many things. So for a student, they can actually subscribe to that and start building their own app because students have a time wherein they can invest in um, building a new app from uh, ground up. Or if you want to uh, know about a vulnerable app, you can use WebGoat, which is a vulnerable app. Understand what are the vulnerabilities, how the vulnerabilities can be fixed. So a good application security person knows how to break an application and save an application. So it's uh, it's more of a defender role, role as well, which companies look for. Um, Apart from that, uh, we uh, I started off with OWASP testing guide. So I always recommend people to go through um, uh, OWASP testing guides. There are proactive controls which you can apply on the applications. Then there is a ASVS, which is application security verification standard. Because uh, sometimes people are lost that where to start off. Is there any way that I can go through step-by-step -step, uh, checklist? It's not um, like that every test case is there, everything is there, but at least it'll give you a sense um, that yes, I can actually go through them and then I can add my own pointers to it. Um, another uh, point to it is that start attending meets. When we are starting a career, it's very good to uh, go through the meets. And uh, uh, Mohan rightly highlighted that security industry is the only industry wherein people uh, are so warm, encouraging, and uh, they want to share their knowledge. Even if we talk about a uh, person who has hacked the website, after some time, uh, like if it's a bug bounty hunting, they will the organization has fixed the bug, they'll release the whole POC that how they they actually found the bug so that other companies can have a patch on that. Um, also, there are tons of vulnerable web applications which are available to be tested. Like there's Matilde, WebGoat, OWASP broken web application. Uh, there's damn vulnerable node application, damn vulnerable web application. There are n number of applications that they can that people can try. A person who's uh, who's not even a student and uh, who's actually into IT or some job and want to switch, they can also learn from those apps. They'll get a feel of how applications can be tested, like uh, attack different applications. If you uh, look at uh, 
like juice shop it's more of a ctf kind of a web application wherein you find a um, flag and then solve it talk about matilde um, it's completely a different web application so we can actually get our hands dirty on that and use open source tools uh, to test them like i use mantra a lot it's a browser wherein i have lot of extensions um so we can use it similar way firefox has lot of extensions to test the applications we can actually play around with it uh those are uh, like the basic things that we can do and about uh, code review we can actually learn it on the go when we start uh, understanding the apps and then understanding how the vulnerable code is written we'll see okay this is i'm going to fix it so this can be written this way as well so defending mindset is also very important when we are trying to attack sure thank you so much and uh, mohan do you have anything to add or um, because there is like a lot of questions going on about uh, uh, what is the first thing do, do does somebody require and we're going to talk about uh, certifications later on in this talk in depth but uh, does having a ccsslp help or uh, uh in addition to uh, the applications that uh, vandana mentioned is there something that do you have a tool of choice uh well each uh, each of those uh, tracks which i mentioned right uh, static analysis or dynamic analysis or container security or uh, you know software composition analysis all these tools uh, all these tracks have open source tools right Uh, there are uh, as uh, vandana mentioned wasp zap is for dast uh, there are a lot of tools technologies or programming language specific uh, static analysis tools uh, then the, uh, there is a uh, dependency checker is uh, basically a wasp tool for identifying software composition analysis it's a open source tool so if you just search uh, you know because when you're starting the journey obviously you cannot afford licenses of those tools so in such cases it is important uh, you know to start something uh, which is freely available and try out understand uh, you know how the tool works uh, uh, so once you get an idea uh, you know how the open source tools work uh, you can always relate your experience with commercial tools commercial tools maybe you know uh, maybe more uh, comprehensive can give more features but uh, when you start using these open source free tools you basically get a hang of it you know uh, how these tools work in identifying different types of vulnerabilities uh, from the same application you know so th that experience is very crucial when you attend uh, interviews you know uh, either from a fresher uh, you know or you may be trying to switch from a, a different domain to application security domain so such experiences as uh, you know uh, vandana rightly said you download those uh, vulnerable apps Uh, there are plenty of you know just uh, search uh, and you would find many so download those apps try to set it up there would be detailed instruction with every app set it up and then uh, you know you see how to exploit those uh, if you look at dam vulnerable web application or web goat or uh, you know those all have step by step instructions like you try on your own if you don't uh, get a clue there are already some clues available within that application itself so you just go for it learn that and then uh, you know uh, practice it you know so you, you may try out uh, all these uh, one by one uh, different clues you will actually get a hang of hey vulnerabilities can still uh, ca can exist in uh, you know applications uh, in those different areas so once you get a hang of it you actually can move to another application and once you have this then it's a time to test your skill and uh, how how best you can do that is uh, through bug bounty platforms you have uh, hackerone bug crowd uh, you know synac many so you just get registered there so companies uh, actually go and uh, put their application uh, you know on the on the platform and you are then uh, authorized to actually go and hack you know so uh, whatever that you learn from those uh, intentionally vulnerable uh, applications uh, in your uh, on your laptop you can start applying those in in those uh, websites since you are authorized to uh, do your pen testing or hacking on those you will uh, have only experience to gain from it and nothing uh, you know no you don't have to worry about those and if you're lucky there and if you're able to get uh, you know some vulnerabilities you get paid as well because that's why it's called as bug bounty program so you get a bounty if, uh, based on uh, you know if you're able to find a critical high medium low kind of severity uh, you know now vulnerability so uh, once you 
so this the the process is very simple download applications get a hang of it identify different vulnerabilities learn basics about those and then join these platforms in you know, bug bounty platforms and then try your skills once you have enough you you may get uh, registered uh, your name in a hall of fame you know of those companies and once you are there uh, you, it's very easy for uh, interview uh, panels actually to uh, get convinced that you have capability and uh, you know it is endorsed by those bug bounty platforms as well as uh, hall of fame and then your uh, journey can be very smooth uh, you know from wherever you are you know it could be student or a fresher out of college or uh, you know you may be uh, uh, working in other domain in the organization and want to switch to upsec domain yeah thank you thank you so much uh, basically the i mean even if you have no experience if you have no education if you have no certifications right by doing what you describe right now somebody could definitely like rise up in that uh, rank and it looks really good in on their resume right like suppose you were hiring somebody who is uh, just out of college and somebody who is again like not out of college or maybe like still still um, trying to get a formal education if you see that they have successfully like uh, um done things on on these different platforms or even like you know uh, that would probably uh, make make them more desirable for you right mohan absolutely in fact uh, sorry i'll take one more minute uh, i remember uh, at amsterdam uh, i met this guy uh, he was a student by the way okay and uh, he didn't want to pursue higher studies uh, i won't recommend that route by the way but i'm just <laughs> telling this incident so this guy actually reported some vulnerabilities uh, at the place where we were working and then uh, you know the uh, the the uh, security team concerned actually contacted him and since i knew him i was also pulled in into the discussions and then we basically uh, you know fixed those issues and uh, then i see now you know after 2 years uh, uh, he has actually uh, started working for uh, some organization and fixing some major issues he is starting right he has started writing his own blogs on how to uh, you know uh, take care of uh, different aspects of uh, information security components so the point is uh, you you don't need degree you don't need uh, you know uh, 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 formal education to get into this uh, but that doesn't mean uh, it's completely not required what it means is you should have basic degree it could be in any like i'm a chemical engineer it has nothing to do with computer science or you know things like that but still i'm here now you know in in the upsec domain so A, a basic degree should be good i i won't suggest drop out and start hacking uh, but you come through this uh, basic degree and then you uh, get into where your passion is you know now now this again depends on if they are trying to look at a career with uh, within like corporate right and in that case they will require suppose they are trying to like say maybe work 18 hours or for whatever like they might have some other um obligations which prevent them from uh, pursuing a full time like a, a, a college degree in that case they can start off on this route and then get better as they pursue something else right so depends on what their goals are right that's right yeah and now coming to this education and experience what are the minimum educational requirements and do, does somebody like we've already discussed a part of it but uh, formal informal and what about somebody doesn't have a technical background and uh, what is so if you can uh, start with i think probably we'd start with uh, kt vandana and then mohan um yeah okay so uh, yeah like we discussed i don't think there is a minimal education as long as there is the passion and drive there to either fix or uh, defend applications or break them uh, or do all of it like in you know, a depsec uh, ops environment um The interesting fact with this domain is that it is an evolving domain. So like I said in the past application security meant just appendix probably once a year. But today there are mo- so many uh roles in various uh, cycles of the software development cycle. So even we that we are in the industry always learn uh and this domain expands so it's important to continuously learn look up what's out there new because no it it, it isn't a domain that has been uh, set like information security is this is still a, a an in its infancy and it's still growing so if you grow at the same time with 
how this domain grows, then you have better chances. And if you continuously look there for what's out there, how you can apply what you already know to what uh, these new uh, things that appear, then you would have a better chance. So just do what you like, uh, look what's out there. I don't think there is uh, uh, this minimum requirements uh, as long as you put in practice uh, what you are passionate about and you continuously look for what's out there. Now, when it comes to technical background, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, I don't think that the technical background is that important as long as you have the drive to learn new technologies. So it is more important to have the right attitude to learn new things rather than already I've taken these technologies. So for me, uh, that is a more important aspect. Do you have the right attitude to learn new things? That would be a more uh, important one. Um, and then from there, you would go into gaining new experience in other domains, either in IT. Sure, thank you. And uh, Vandana, can you uh, share your experience? Absolutely. So uh, most of the organizations uh, who are now looking for application security researchers, especially uh, I would say if I talk about startups, they're not looking for any uh, particular education background. They're looking for the people who have the passion who have the right skill sets. There are people who are like 15, 16, like they're just 15, 16, and they're getting um, amazing jobs in the startups. So there is no minimum education, but yes, if you're targeting, um, let's say a bigger organization, they would need, uh, they would want you to have a degree and uh, not necessarily a technical degree, but yes, a degree you should pursue and um, the zeal to implement application security uh, and the the qualities interpersonal skills wherein you can connect with multiple teams you can uh, get uh, an issue resolved that's very very important for an organization wherein they ask you that how do you break it and when you are able to break it how do you fix it so all those skills i think that suffices all sure thanks and uh, mohan what do you feel yeah, uh, I think Katie and Vanna have covered uh, most of those. Uh, uh, let me answer a couple of questions which are there. Brandon is asking uh, if I'm on on the route as a developer, I should continue that and become more experienced, which will give me a larger chance to break into the field. Yes. So uh, if you are already a developer, it's 23 hours. If you're already a developer, you can actually, uh, you know, uh, start looking into, uh, you know, uh, areas where you want to actually go into AppSec. So as I just answered for Linto, so imagine uh, you like hacking, you know, you are a developer, you like hacking, I would say learn uh, scripting languages like Python, Perl, uh, shell scripting, etc. So that would help you to basically write your own scripts, automate uh, hacking, you know. Uh, now, if you are a developer and if you want to get into, uh, you know, AppSec consulting or DevSecOps kind of roles, then I would suggest uh, have a knowledge of uh, at least one good programming language. It could be Java, it could be C Sharp, it could be Python, it could be any other, uh, you know, uh, widely used language in the industry. So once you have that, uh, then try to see, uh, you know, as Vandana rightly said, you have OWASP testing guides, you know, you have OWASP top 10, you know, in different areas for web, for IoT, for, uh, you know, mobile apps, for APIs. So these top 10 risks basically, uh, you know, gives you an idea, okay, uh, uh, what are those vulnerabilities or what are those risks in those different areas are? And once you know that, then you see, okay, I know Java, let me understand how I fix these vulnerabilities in Java, you know? So, uh, so th there's a testing guide as well as uh, there is a ASVS, you know? Uh, so th these are different uh, uh, and there are cheat sheets also from OWASP. So these documents basically give you a very good understanding about uh, what those vulnerabilities are, how to find those and how to fix those. So if you're comfortable in any one programming language, you know, Java, Shishap, or Python or any other, you, you take these guides and then work in that area, you know, download these, uh, you know, uh, vulnerable apps and see, uh, you know, how you can uh, learn from all these different areas. 
and once you are uh, good at that then you can uh, you know you have better chance to get into upsec roles sure thanks and now we are coming to certifications so what is required and in which which areas they are they are needed and does one have to have certifications and uh, suppose i'm starting off uh, do if i have certifications do i stand a better chance than other people who are applying along with me so certifications are not a necessity it's good to have because it gives you a perspective about the domain but it's not necessarily that you have to have any of the certifications if i talk about um, out of all of them i have like two of them no not all of them and there are people who are my seniors and they don't have any certification and they say it's it's just that in uh, when we are going for an um, interview screening or resume screening that time people might look for or the recruiter might look for those certifications because that might have come as a requirement but they, that wouldn't consider as a mandate so um, if we talk about uh, cssslp cssslp gives you good knowledge about application security so if you want to read through it it's really amazing gwapt is really good but then it's not a mandate in application security that you have to have i don't have the so um what i feel from my perspective that it's not a necessity to have certification or hold certifications uh, when you are going for an interview it matters in your knowledge matters than any other certification but you should uh, mention everything properly rightly in your resume yeah so what uh, certifications occasionally helps you with is if you choose the right one for your domain it kind of gives you that road map that helps you out to what to study what to look for which might be a little bit more difficult if you don't have a road map so this is a, a positive side of them but uh, at the interview like vandana said you still are asked and you are expected to have the knowledge uh and they are usually good to pass the hr or the recruitment because usually the recruitment or hr would look like various uh pieces of paper like degrees uh certifications and that's a positive but you are still expected during the technical interviews to actually know uh, your domain and be an expert in, in what you have put into your resume I want to take a minute and talk about uh, like whenever when people talk about appsec they talk about like uh, uh, ethical hacker and uh, penetration tester and vulnerability analysis they do not talk about any of the stuff that we discussed today which uh, people could like easily transition into so so why is that and uh, uh, what's going on with that like i mean why whenever people talk about appsec they like say oh it's hacking it's 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 something to do with hacking so uh, maybe mohan can can you like provide some kind of input on in this because i think it's a myth right there are so many yeah, other roles within the business exactly. yeah uh, when i tell people hey i work in security so uh, many people think i'm a security guard by the way <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh, yes you're right uh, application security is not just about hacking okay it's much beyond that uh, we all uh, so far discussed different dimensions of uh, you know application security so uh, uh, you rightly said you know some people perceive it as a ethical hacker as, uh, some say it is a pen testing uh, you know some say it is application security some say it is devsecops so basically all these are part of application security you know these are just different dimensions to uh, application security so based on uh, your passion you can start for example when i started i was a, a pen tester you know i didn't have the certification but i was a pen tester i learned hacking uh, through my uh, formal training and then uh, you know uh, my teammates actually helped me and then i uh, understood uh, different ways of hacking i started with as i said uh, in the mobile and then switched to uh, web and then eventually to infrastructure security so uh, i started my journey uh, in the hacking uh, or in penetration testing rather and then uh, i didn't had uh, any certification then you know so then eventually one of the clients where i was working they made it mandatory so we uh, uh, completed the whole team basically completed oscp certification and it was quite a learning experience so certifications are definitely uh, you know good they add value they in fact uh, uh, you know uh, boost your uh, confidence 
they actually boost your uh, value of CV or profile in the uh, in our recruitment market. Uh, and then uh, from pen testing, uh, I actually moved to DevSecOps, and there's no formal uh, DevSecOps certificate yet, uh, which is widely known. You know, so there are different organizations, smaller uh, organizations, which are very niche, and they offer these. Uh, you know. Uh, certifications you can definitely learn and uh, you know take up certification uh, absolutely fine uh, i recently had a new certificate called uh, sapsa uh, you know that's for uh, business architecture uh, security and uh, so far you know in, through that certificate uh, training and then the certification exam experience what i learned was uh, so far i was just trying to uh, uh, focus my, uh, you know, uh, articulation only from the technical perspective. And uh, some of the people who are actually uh, decision makers are not technical people. So when I say, hey, it's a cross-site scripting or say SQL injection, they may not have any idea about those uh, when I talk in technical terms. So what's important is uh, I should be able to articulate in a way that they understand, you know, I should be talking their uh, lingo, you know. So once I start talking about, hey, this is a business risk because of this vulnerability and, uh, you know, uh, there could be uh, impact on uh, the profits or the reputation. So when I change that language into uh, a business risk kind of language, which the, uh, the senior stakeholders understand, uh, the whole uh, perspective changes there. You know, they start appreciating the uh, you know, gravity of the situation. And they uh, probably would start support you. They may, uh, you know, allocate some budget or they may approve the, whatever that you're asking for, you know. So uh, the way you articulate actually has a, a, a huge impact. So through that SAFSA, uh, because I did that uh, certification, I came to know this uh, in a new area in the application security. Yeah. So certifications do uh, add your value, but they are not mandatory as uh, Katie and, uh, you know, Vandana said. Uh, coming to human elements, so besides the education, besides the certifications, besides the experience, what are some kind of like traits or skills or something that somebody has done which would make them stand out and uh, make them like uh, definitely uh, somebody that you'd pick from a big list of resumes that you receive? Uh, I would say that uh, connecting with people. Because an application security person has to connect with many teams. It has, the person has to connect with the design team, architects, uh, developers, testers, um, the production team, so many teams. So if a person has good communication skills and they can interact with a person, you are an amazing person. Uh, even though uh, communication skills are secondary, but if you are able to explain what the issue is, you're on par. Because there are at times when you will feel that uh, a developer says that, no, this is not an issue. If you cannot articulate in a right way, you would never be able to uh, let the person know that there is an issue. And uh, we have to win the trust with all the teams. Why? Because security team has always been seen as, a, uh, as an enemy or the person who are not very uh, friendly with the different sets of group. So we have to be uh, considerate about that, what challenges they are facing. And sometimes the resolutions which we are providing and when we start discussing with different teams, they have better resolutions because they are working on the ground. We might be providing certain set of ideas, but then suddenly they come up with uh, amazing ideas. So I think we should be open to take feedback on uh, what we are suggesting. Sure, thanks. And Katie, do you want to add anything? Um, yeah, so like um, ex expanding on what Vandana said, I think it's good to uh, a, a successful application security will have empathy with the people with that works. So, for example, if a developer cannot fix a certain flaw, it's like he might have other things on their plate. And it's good to understand uh, what are the other things and then how, uh, how we can help out uh, to actually still reduce the risk of the application. Uh, but in a more developer-friendly way. Uh, so that's uh, another uh, part, empathy with the people that we are working, testers, developers, architects, that might have more on their plate than just uh, the security of the software. Uh, and also it's important to 
remember that this is a domain that continuously evolves. Uh, every day, new attack vectors are discovered. So it's important to uh, continuously learn, continuously read about what's new out there. So that's another important aspect in order to be successful in this domain. Sure, thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I know Mohan is like up awake. It's like probably 11, something past 11 p.m. at his. Don't worry. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I live life only in the nights, by the way, so it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, but it's it's really um, nice of all, all of you to join. Katie is from UK. It's like probably three o'clock, and uh, yeah. uh, Vandana is also like sometime in the evening for her. Uh, thank you so much, and I hope you guys will join us once again in a couple of months because I see the amount of questions that are coming in, and we will continue to like uh, funnel those questions to you. But I think uh, if we, you know, in a, like say maybe Q3 sometime, early Q3 would be a good time to, you know, come back and uh, go over this one more time on and, and more input. Uh, thanks so much for joining today. And I'll just close our live stream. Okay, thanks. Thank Bye. You so much. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.